Hello, and welcome to Launch Legends, the only podcast focused exclusively on the stories behind internet marketing's biggest and best launches. Each week, we sit down with an online marketing expert to tell the story of one of their launches, what went well, what didn't, and how much cash they made. And now, your host, Hamad Akbar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Launch Legends. Today we're joined by Peter from Smartlook. Smartlook is currently doing $170,000 in monthly recurring revenue. They've got 2,000 paying customers and around 300,000 free users. Peter talks about how they gave away the product for free for the first 10 months and how that got them a lot of traction. He also talks about how using Facebook ads got them to 100,000 signups within 10 months. There's a lot of value Peter provides this interview, so you don't want to miss it. But before, if you are listening to this on a podcast, please rate and leave a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, rate and leave a review. Hey, Peter, thank you for being on the show. So let's start with who you are and let's talk about your company and why you started it. Okay, thank you for inviting. Uh, yep. Uh, we started, or I started like 12 years ago uh, when I was doing, like, it was my first company. Uh, I built my first company. We just, there was a focus for building website, like tailored website uh, for clients, mm-hmm. uh, tailored e-shops. And uh, in there, in my first company, I learned also online marketing because uh, we started with doing tailored website, but then clients wanted to have uh, or wanted us to do performance marketing for them as well. Mm-hmm. So I learned basically in, in I was doing that like for four or maybe five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I learned everything around around building uh, software product, around around UX design, around web design, around uh, SEO, around performance marketing on AdWords, Facebook. So I, I offered then everything into people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were a very small company. We have dozens of clients, uh, but after a few years, I decided to have my own product mm-hmm. uh, because it was like a little bit boring uh, doing all the same. Like you start with nothing, and then you build something, then you then you have new clients, and you mm-hmm. do the same again. So it was like standard uh, online agency. But uh, then we decided to have our own product because we thought that we have many experience how to build it. Mm-hmm. But we did many many mistakes. We have experience how to build software, but we had we have no ex- we had no experience how to build uh, software as a service mm-hmm. globally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we started uh, in 2013. We started with our first SaaS company, which is SmartSAP. Uh, it's a live chat uh, for web- small websites or for, mm-hmm. for small e-shops. Uh, we learned a lot of stuff how to build it, but we did many mistakes. Uh, so in 2016, we decided to build our new product. Uh, well, Peter, let's, uh, let's go back to your first product, your live chat product. That's uh, mm-hmm. that's a very saturated market. Why did you get into it? In 2013, there was no, there wasn't so many competitors, uh, and it was because we already had some clients from the from the from my first company. So mm-hmm. initially, I. My idea was I can sell it to them, <laughs> and then I will see. Okay. So nothing. Uh, not, I have no strategy. Nothing. I was really a uh, beginner, mm-hmm. and so we we sold it. We, we sold it to our, our clients. Mm-hmm. We had from from the first company mm-hmm. was maybe like 50, 50 accounts, fifty paid accounts, and 
then we said like not what now <laughs> we need to spread it uh, we need to make, we need to do it globally so we learn again like we learned a lot of stuff but we did many mistakes and that's why i decided to build my third company smartlook mm-hmm. because i again i thought that i already know how to build software as a service globally mm-hmm. and how to do b2b saas uh, but again i learned many many new things but i have i have few things i think we did it we did good Mm-hmm. Our, our decision was good uh, and that's one of the reasons why we launched Smartlook uh, for the first 10 months for free so because, uh, uh, first of all can you tell me what Smartlook is definitely uh, Smartlook uh, analyzes user behavior on your website and now uh, on your mobile apps uh, but we are not showing just uh, graphs or, or numbers like other analytical tools mm-hmm. uh, we are con- We are connecting this data with the session recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, means that you can see uh, where people click, scroll, how much time they spend on uh, certain elements, and how they browse your uh, website or mobile app. Yeah. And thanks to that, thanks to that, we are able to tell you why people leave uh, your page or, or leave some conversion uh, funnel because you ca- you don't see just data. Uh, you can connect data with Uh, recordings and it tells you reason why so uh, so one question I have for you and I'm sure you're kind of sick of uh, hearing it and I know you've, you've got great memoir you've got you're doing $170,000 per month revenue with smart look but going back to 2015 when you first started why did you start smart look when you had a massive competitor in hotjar that you know that had taken over the market so what was your reasoning behind it uh We initially think that we can spread it more more globally, like more to smaller customers. So initially we were targeting very small com- companies and we we saw that like Hojar and other tools, it, they communicated in a way that they are analytic tool. And I, I thought that we would like to be like Google Analytics, that everyone who has Google Analytics mm-hmm. should have smart look because in Google Analytics you can see numbers. Mm-hmm apps and everything but you should see also like why people behave in a way they do mm-hmm. and so initially we think that we can be as big and as important as google analytics mm-hmm. so we were targeting every size of the company initially very small one and then we realized that it's not good strategy <laughs> so we changed that strategy after two years mm-hmm. uh, because small companies they don't have uh, dedicated people who can analyze user behavior in long term means that they don't have UX designers product managers marketers mm-hmm. they don't have these people in their team so we decided to change our focus and strategy on bigger companies and mm-hmm. now uh, we are focusing also on enterprises so we already have some enterprises in our portfolio mm-hmm. uh, and this is uh, the way how we now continue but in the beginning it was very easy or very very simple vision that we wanted to be uh, just as big and as important as Google Analytics. And I saw that Hotjar and other tools, they were like all in one and lots of other analytical tools, complicated tools. So I said like, let's make it simple for everyone. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning it was good, uh, but then we, we had to change that. So um, you said you gave it away for, f- for 10 months for free when you first launched. And you got to 100,000 users within those 10 months. Um, let's talk about that. How did you even get 200,000 users? That's a lot of users in 10 months. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think it was because it was for free. <laughs> and reason why we launched it for free was that we wanted to focus on product. Uh, we didn't want to focus on uh, building uh, paid channels or like building the, all the invoicing systems and uh, gateways for payments. Uh, so we, because we did it uh, in our first SaaS company, SmartSub, uh, which is a live chat, we did it there. And mm-hmm. we spent many months building just that and trying to connect it with everything. And there was many bugs in the beginning, like every software has some bugs. Mm-hmm. And, but we already charged people in our first project uh, for, for the service. And they wanted the money back because it doesn't work sometimes. So it didn't work sometimes. So, so we said like, it was very bad idea to launch pricing initially, like from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's better to just focus on the product see if people are interested in, uh, if they want something like that, because it was different from Hajar and from others. We just we were focusing only on session recording in the beginning. It was like the scalp, just one thing, that's it. One very simple thing. And we just wanted to see if people are interested in, in this one feature. Mm-hmm. And we communicated in a very simple way. It wasn't, we didn't communicate it like analytical tool or something like that. We communicated, communicated in the way that just record your users on your website. And we were using very strange banners uh, where people are like recording stuff like with a real camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it brings some hate. Uh, people were like, like they, they were thinking like, how is it even possible that someone can do that? Mm-hmm. But business people, they understand that it can be, it can be interesting for them. So we were using different communication, a very simple one. And we were get a lot of free uh, and small companies. So uh, you said you got 100,000 users because it was free. I'm sure it was, it's, it was more than that. What else did you do to drive yeah. that many customers? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I checked how many, uh, I checked all the channels we were using or we used uh, on our first startup on, uh, on the SmartSub company. So I just take that uh, channels. There was a lot of uh, comparison side, a lot of uh, blog influencers. Mm-hmm. So I just used the same because I already saw like where uh, companies are coming from, which channels are company coming to the SmartSub uh, website. So I, th- I thought that it will be the same for, for SmartLook because uh, we were targeting small companies on, mm-hmm. on both projects. So I just used the same, like there was a... For example, Quora uh, brought us a lot of leads mm-hmm. then uh, Captera, uh, G2 Crowd, and these uh, different comparison sites. So we were everywhere. We, we create uh, profiles on everywhere. We spoke with some influencers or bloggers. Uh, we launched affiliates uh, or like it was more like a referral, referral program. Uh, we gave uh, some users something for even like some add-ons, uh, even if it for even if it was for free, there were some limitations. Uh, so we gave them something extra uh, for sharing smart look. So all of these uh, things help us, but mostly Facebook campaigns. Four so, years ago, it was very cheap, uh, and yeah, people were like crazy when they saw our banners. So how many? <laughs> What was your ad, ad budget for Facebook? How, how much were you spending in those 10 months? Uh, because we have Czech currency here in Czech, uh, Czech Republic. So let me, uh, let me. Yeah, you can give me a roll. Uh, uh, so uh, in dollars, 
it was like $30,000 per month. Okay. And how many users did that bring? Uh, It's too long ago. Uh, uh, Like... As I said, like in 10 months, we have 100, uh, 100K uh, users. So it, it could be like 10,000 signups or we have 100K signups. So it was like 10,000 signups every month. Some mm-hmm. months it was better. So in, in average, 10,000 10, 10, per month. Wow. So you were getting something like uh, $3 per signup. That's fairly cheap at that point. Yeah, it was quite cheap. So we were spending all the money there because... Look like audiences work work quite well these mm-hmm. days. Uh, the, the days like four years ago, everything works well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Facebook start changing their algorithm. There was some problems with Facebook uh, targeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you remember that. Yeah. Uh, so they changed their algorithm. Now it doesn't work. It it doesn't work work anymore. Okay. And we are not using Facebook campaigns anymore. But uh, really? four years ago, it was great timing for us, and we use it. Great. So before we move forward, uh, in those 10 months, what did you learn about the users? Um, did you have to pivot from your original idea? So when you, uh, when, you I, when you got those, those users using the application, what kind of things did you learn which you didn't know before about your application? Uh, they told us what, what was good at, because it was for free. So even if there were, were bugs, they report the bugs, but they were not angry. Uh, they support us like, hey, people, you do, uh, you're working on on interesting thing. Like there are some bugs, but it doesn't matter. Just I just reported and I believe that you can fix it soon. Okay. And it was opposite. I can compare it with, the, with my first SaaS company where we launched pricing from the beginning. And it was really opposite. Like there were people angry, complaining about about bugs because they paid, they wanted the money back. Here, people support us. They really want it. It helped me to work even harder. So they they tell us like what they think. Uh, we learned that they are small, but and but because they didn't pay, so we didn't know that there will be a churn. So after that we learned that we can't focus on them but in the beginning like they, they help us a lot like they help us to improve our product they report all the bugs so we could uh, we could build uh, like proper session recording tool uh, because it, it works differently on every browser on every device so after a couple of months we were focusing just on the product thing else mm-hmm. so we really built great uh, recording script mm-hmm. which and that script works on every, almost on every website, and it, work, it records properly. Uh, so after that, we were competitors uh, to players like Hotjar because some of the website we were able to record, mm-hmm. uh, even if Hotjar wasn't able to record some websites. Great. So one of the problems I keep seeing with these kind of applications is that the major bottleneck is that people have to install a script on the website. And a lot of people never use the application because of that. They find that whole thing very uh, too much hassle. So they, they just sign up, they never use it, and they just churn. What kind of activation did you see with your product in those 10 months? It, it's it's still uh, like about 50, 55% uh, signups uh, embedded uh, our wow. script onto their websites. Wow. So, so what happened after 10 months? When you started to start making money from it, what happened? Uh, there was a little bit push from the investor side. <laughs> it was for free. We spent all the money. 
and there was zero revenue. Uh, and I, I also started to be a little bit nervous, like, do we really build something with what, what people will pay for it? So investors gave me some advice is like, hey, just put them, uh, put their uh, buy button. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 it doesn't mean that it needs to work. We just uh-huh. want to be, we just want to see how many people will really click on that button. If they okay. just, if someone decides to buy, it doesn't need to. It doesn't necessarily mean that it, it has to work. Uh, but after ten months, uh, I decided to build like purple uh, buy button, <laughs> which mm-hmm. really works. Mm-hmm. So we decided to build all the stuff around the invoicing and around the payment gateway and stuff like that. So after a few weeks, we launched that. Mm-hmm. And because we have thousands of active users, uh, we ask them like how much they want to pay for it. And mm-hmm. we ask different segments. We ask people here in Czech. We ask people in, in England. We ask people in uh, Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see how people from different countries react on prices. Mm-hmm. And so I get some feedback. I send them like two different prices, one very cheap and one quite expensive. And then I get some feedback. So we launched it very, very cheap. Uh, we launched it for, I think it was 10 bucks or something like that. So when, once we launched it, so we cut, cut free package a little bit, but mm-hmm. we still uh, kept a free package. And I was afraid that people will complain like, that now it's, it's, uh, it's paid and we need yeah. to buy something. It was quite the opposite. Uh, they wrote me messages, uh, or they wrote us messages. Like, I, I, I knew that it it has to happen because you can't do it for free forever. There has to be some business model behind it, mm-hmm. and people were surprised that it's we launched it for good price. Mm-hmm. So, so many people started buying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what can, how, many, how many people converted into paid customers at that point when you first launched? Uh, hundreds, hundreds of users per month. We had hundreds of conversions, like maybe 200 uh, first month bought. Wow. I expect it will be more because we have like almost like dozens, dozens of thousands, like maybe 30, 40, 50,000 uh, active users that days, these, these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that it will be like maybe one, two percent. So I expect it will be bigger, but then I realized it, it doesn't work like that. Even if you launch new pricing, there will be companies who doesn't who didn't care who they just get the news, news uh, email that we launched pricing. Mm-hmm. People are not every day in our dashboard, so it wasn't like one percent of customers will convert in first mm-hmm. month. It doesn't work like that. We have we we have companies who convert into paid channels after six months, after eight months. Mm-hmm. So there was still a lot of free users because they need to realize that they. If there are some limitation, they don't have time because they are using 20 other tools. Mm-hmm. So they don't have time to analyze like what are the limitation now in a smart look. So few companies convert, but it was like every month, like 200, 300 new uh, paid uh, customers, mm-hmm. but they paid just the 20 bucks or 10 bucks, something like that. So it was, it was quite cheap, but, but even that, even with this cheap package, uh, we grow quite, quite a lot. So, uh, how much did you make in the first four months after going uh, paid? First twelve months, uh, mm-hmm. it was seventy-six thousand. Uh, uh, after twelve months, we launched pricing. We have seventy-six thousand MRR in wow. the US dollar. Wow. That's still very big. And did you increase the pricing in those twelve months? 
or it was still 10 to 20 dollars? I, I don't remember, but we did many changes. Uh, we did like at least five times or maybe six times we changed pricing already. So we build new features. Uh, usually we launch new price, a new package. So in the beginning, there was just one package starter. Now mm -hmm. we have starter and power. Mm -hmm. So we did many changes. In 2018, it was almost every quarter we did some uh, changes in the pricing. Right. So you were telling me right now you've got 2,000, over 2,000 paying customers, 170,000 MRR, mm -hmm. and then you've got more than that. You've got 300,000 no, free users signed up. How did you get to 300,000 users? Uh, did you continue running Facebook ads after you went live or you com you combined a couple of other things as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, we, I hired CMO, <laughs> so we started to work on different channels. Uh, we were focusing mostly on uh, AdWords and Facebook after we launched pricing. And mm -hmm. then after a couple of months, we launched pricing. We saw there was quite a big churn mm -hmm. because you don't need to analyze uh, like there was, there was two main reasons why was that why was there a churn? Mm -hmm. uh, one of them was, was that small companies they don't have time to analyze it in long term, mm -hmm. and the second reason you don't need to analyze uh, your session decoding. And then we had their heat maps as well every month. You don't need to analyze heat maps every month. You analyze your heat maps, and after after that you stop paying for for that tool. And after mm -hmm. three or six months you can check it again, or you yeah. did some uh, did some uh, improvements. Uh, thanks to heat maps, but you don't, it's it's something you don't need to check every week or every month. Mm -hmm. So we realized that we need to change our feature set or what we are offering because we want to keep our users paying in the long term. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to churn. We saw also many reactivations, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, even even with uh, many reactivations, it, it wasn't like we initially we thought that this is not the Product market fit. Uh, we need to build something else. So then we decided to build in 2018. We decided to build event tracking part of the product. Uh, mm -hmm. Means that we started to track events, mm -hmm. and we connect we connect all the events or all the actions users do mm -hmm. uh, with session recording. So you can use it as a power for filtering, mm -hmm. and we can we can then show you exact moment when uh, something happened or when the event happened. You don't need to analyze mm -hmm. a whole session mm -hmm. because usually when something buy, it can, if there is a session with a buying customer, mm -hmm. it can have 20 or 30 minutes. The sessions are usually very long or onboarding sessions are very long. Mm -hmm. So you don't have time uh, to see all the session. You don't have time to find the specific moment. So we decided, yeah. we saw that it can, we can help them to filter recordings much faster and this is this is one of the most advantage we are offering now. For mm -hmm. example, compared to Hotjar, that we build the event tracking part uh, for initially for the better and faster filtering in session recordings, mm -hmm. and now we are building more and more uh, features uh, around event tracking. So we already have funnels, we already have retention tables, and all these features are helping us to keep users using smart look uh, more often and in the long term. Great. So how are you getting all those users signing up? Um, uh, still Facebook or something else? Uh, as I said, we, we stopped using Facebook after we realized that it brings just small companies mm -hmm. and they are churning. So we, we cut uh, budgets there. 
mm-hmm. and start focusing more and more on AdWords and like more uh, expensive keywords like event tracking, something like that. So these keywords are expensive because there are other competitors like Mixed Panel, Amplitude, mm-hmm. and so on. There are competitors who are focusing on, on, on event tracking analysis, and these words or keywords are quite expensive. So we were spending money more there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we start we, we tested uh, conferences. So we bought some booth on conferences, booth mm-hmm. on conferences on on different places around the world. Mm-hmm. But then we realized it's quite more expensive. It was too expensive <laughs> for us. Uh, so we have now we have many channels uh, and focusing on many, most on organic channels and referral channels. So we are everywhere in every comparison side. We are on every uh, blog post writing about analytical tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on every comments uh, on YouTube, on everywhere where is something about analytics, mm-hmm. analytical tools. We are everywhere now. So it brings us a lot of leads. Great. So, um, What's the plan for SmartBook in the next couple of years in terms of product and uh, growth? Uh, now we are working on something like Mixpanel and, and Hojar in one solution, mm-hmm. which help us to bring us uh, interesting leads. Mm-hmm. We, are, we already have a lot of demo requests uh, from big companies. Mm-hmm. So we want to continue. We want to continue going up market, focusing on bigger companies and building uh, features for them. Uh, so more features which which will give uh, which will which will give give them uh, like more business perspective. It's not just about seeing session, mm-hmm. but also like we can data uh, which will help them to decide uh, uh, how to. For example, rebuild the pricing or how to rebuild some features. So, so this is like focus on, uh, or this is a future of smart look, like building more event tracking part of the features and like working on. We are already working on predictive analysis, uh, anomaly detection, so we can now uh, detect some anomalies uh, if there is something wrong on your website. We can notify you. We can show you immediately. Uh, which user had problems or some errors? Mm-hmm. You can see it immediately in a, in, a, in our player. So in this way, we would like to continue like helping companies even more uh, find find faster what is wrong on their website or mobile apps. Great, Peter. Thank you very much for being on the show, and uh, really appreciate your insight. So hope to see you again. Thank you very much. And that's it for this episode of Launch Legends. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and share more online marketing launch stories, please search for Launch Legends and your favorite podcast listening app. And then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.